As for the King of Kings, the heart is the channel of communication between him and his kings. The heart is a kind of transceiver which has the capacity to transmit and receive spiritual signals at the same time. And for a man to operate as a king in this kingdom, for a woman to operate as a king in this kingdom, the capacity of his heart to transmit and receive signals from the realms of God must first be verified. For such a man must not match to the drumbeat of another, but to the heartbeat of God. So, in the making of kings in this kingdom, these are three things God does to his kings. Number one, God gives the heart. God gives the heart of a king. The first king in Israel could not ascend the throne until something was first done with his heart. For concerning King Saul, it is written in 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 9 that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. But just like any perfectly designed brand new car can be severely damaged by a drunk driver, so did Saul damage the perfect heart God gave to him. For he was drunk with power and obsessed with the desire for fame and honor of men. He interfered with the channel of communication and the spirit and heaven stopped speaking to him. For 1 Samuel chapter 28 verse 5 and 6 tells us that when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Dearly beloved, it is dangerous to engage the enemy at close range without first establishing due contact with the command center. Unknown to Saul, heaven had withdrawn his support for his reign and a young boy with a perfect heart had taken his place. An evil spirit tormented him and only David the son of Jesse could stand before King Saul to ease his torment. Saul perhaps enjoyed the demon-injecting therapy session as the lad laid his hands on his instrument of worship, but little did he know that every meeting with David was a debriefing session. With his temporary comfort and healing, God's silence on him did not bother him much. He sought for an inferior substitute. He sought for spiritual help from a woman with a familiar spirit. For verse 7 of 1 Samuel 28 says, Then said Saul unto his servant, Seek me a woman that had a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that had a familiar spirit at Endor. Oh! Saul 
had just wasted the new heart of a king God gave him. But this he did to his own peril. For he went to battle with the Philistines and he never returned. Dear friends, my beloved brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers in the faith, when God places the heart to love him, to love his people, when God gives you the heart that longs after him in prayer, when he gives you the heart to understand, to teach or even to guide his people, to serve him, I beseech you by the mercies of God, do not misplace it. Number two, God replaces the heart. For King Nebuchadnezzar confirmed in Daniel chapter 4, the visitation of the watcher and the holy one who came down from heaven and issued a decree in Daniel chapter 4 verse 16 that the heart of Nebuchadnezzar be replaced with that of a beast until seven times passed over him. That same hour, a king, one of the most powerful kings in the history of the world at the time, the king of Babylon was humbled and driven from men. He ate grass like oxen, grew hair like eagle's feathers and nails like bird's claw. But by the mercies of the Most Holy One, his reason returned to him after seven years. And Nebuchadnezzar preached and honored the king of heaven. For the king of heaven is the one who places the heart and replaces the heart of the kings on earth. So therefore, my beloved, since we have been made kings and preached to our God, Make sure you serve him with a perfect heart. Doing the right thing before the Lord is not enough to retain your heart. Second Chronicles 25 verse 1 and 2 tells us that Amaziah, Amaziah the king did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. He probably attended prayer meetings, gave his offerings and tithe, loved like no other, preached powerful sermons. He did the right things. He did the right things, but not with a perfect heart. Do all you can. Brothers, I beseech you by the mercies of God. Do all you can by the Spirit of God to retain your heart so that God does not replace it. Thirdly, I would like to bring to your attention, dearly beloved, that God hardens the heart. God hardens the heart. For after several warnings, King Pharaoh engaged in a battle of no return with the Lord. For God hardened his heart unto his own destruction. Friends, there is hope for a man who hardens his own heart towards God. But what hope there is, what hope there is for a man whose heart is hardened by God. For such a man will despise every warning sign and pursue the wind unto his own destruction like Pharaoh 
has written in Exodus chapter 4, verse 8. I beseech you by the mercies of God, dearly beloved, do not misplace the perfect heart that God has placed in you. Thank you, Father, for you have placed the perfect heart in your children. Dear Father, we appreciate you deeply for this and we promise by the help of your Holy Spirit, never, never to misplace our heart, the heart you have given unto us. Lord, whatever happens, keep us soft and broken before thee and may we always be tender in your hands as we pray in the name of thy holy son jesus christ our savior amen amen this is revival cry god bless you I can't even walk without